أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم In the name of God the compassionate the merciful Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh This is Amini Swedi and you're listening to the Murid Talks podcast Welcome back everyone to another solo episode of the Marie Talks podcast. And in the last episode, we delved into the concept of the noon, commonly translated as the fish, by exploring the prophethood of Yonah. And we indicated that not only does the noon represent the perfect, realized one, but also a humble servant who goes into spiritual solitude to emerge as the enlightened one. And from this we see why the tradition of Kabbalah sees in the noon a symbol of the offspring the one brought forth. We also talked about the noon's relationship to the mim and how in common languages the noon or the n succeeds the mim or the m. And if the noon is seen in the Kabbalah to represent the offspring then the mim represents the mother. As indicated, do we not see that all common languages derive the term for mother from the letter mim, from the m, mother, mama, um in Arabic? But we also saw how the mim is related to water, another source of life akin to the mother, but also that which encompasses the noon, as symbolized by the flood in Noah's ark or the ocean and the fish of Yonah. So what then is the significance of the Mim? What can it teach us about a surge for the divine? As indicated, the Mim is the mother, the highest representation of the feminine principle. It is no coincidence that the greatest known mother in current human history is known as Mary or Mariam beginning with a mim. Mary brings forth the noon that is Jesus. Do we not see how Jesus is compared to Yonah, the man of noon, the man of the fish, who is also engulfed in the waters of revification and rebirth? And so the offspring has to learn from the mim, the mother, qualities of humbleness, submission, love and compassion not only as a way of lowering oneself in the face of the divine, but also to be a true receptacle of divine light like Mary and to hold that divine light within and from it bring forth the noon within oneself. By this we mean that the offspring's realization is only there in potentia and only by returning symbolically to the mother akin to the waters of Noah and Yonah or the tomb of Jesus can the realization take place in actual, from the potential noon to the realized one? Do we not see also that only through the mother does one gain new life? From the wombs of our mothers we are born, and from the womb of Mother Earth we will be reborn into the next life. Even Adam, who had no physical father or mother, was manifested from Mother Earth and father's spirit. 
And so, if you think deeply, this body of ours is our mother. And far from being insignificant, as some would claim, it plays the vital role of anchoring our spirit and carrying us in this journey of self-realization. This body is our temple, as some would say. But do we not see how the mother or mother's womb was our first temple? And through it, our physical form was realized, a necessary step of our development and realization. We also indicated that the letter Mim is related to the Prophet Muhammad. The Quran identifies him as Nabil Ummi, which is literally translated as the unlettered or illiterate prophet. But Ibn Arabi goes deeper and translates it as the motherly prophet. And so the term Ummi could be translated as unlettered or literate, and as some of you would know, the Prophet Muhammad is narrated as to have been illiterate. He couldn't read or write. But Ibn Arabi says that this term Ummi could also be translated as motherly because the term Umm means mother. U-M-M, Umm, mother. And I believe these two translations aren't mutually exclusive in that by the Prophet being unlettered, he became the perfect receptacle for divine knowledge not learning by erudition and the use of discursive means, but by direct revelation in the intuitive intellect, directly from the divine. This is related to Mary's receiving the light, or word of God, through the Holy Spirit, also a direct revelation, which is different from other mothers who receive the sperm from the Father. And so Mary brings forth Jesus, and Muhammad brings forth the Qur'an, both identified as the Word of God. It's so interesting in that the 68th chapter of the Qur'an, whose first verse reads, quote, Noon, by the pen and that which they inscribe, unquote. So here the noon is identified or connected to the concept of the pen which in the Islamic tradition is identified as the first creation or in other terms as the first determination of the divine reality. And by it, I inscribe all things. The pen could be identified as being insofar as it is the first determination of the essence, but it is also identified in Islamic philosophy and esotericism as the first intellect or the word of God, the Logos, by which all things are manifested or written. To quote John 1 verses 1 to 3, quote, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The word was in the beginning with God. All things through it came into being. Without it came into being not even one thing that has come into being. And so we can then identify and connect the noon with the concept of the Logos, the Word of God, which by it and through it all possibilities of being are contained and brought forth. It is then no wonder that the perfect realized one, who is also identified with the noon, and is considered to be a true reflection of the divine, 
is said to realize Adam's knowledge of all the names, which as indicated is to represent all realities. And so, the perfect realized one, the noon, can be said to be a true embodiment of the Logos, the pen, being, or one might say also, a true reflection, affirming our exploration of the noon in the previous episode. It is so interesting in that Mary, our meme, gives birth to Jesus, who is identified as noon, but also as the Logos, or Word of God. But if this is so, and the noon is identified as the first determination, the Logos, the first intellect, then the meme should be identified with the ineffable divine reality itself, the determiner undetermined, the mother of all. Another interesting information is that the Arabic term used to symbolize the divine essence, that is a feminine term. As some of you would know, the Arabic language usually divides words into the masculine and the feminine. So going back to the Prophet Muhammad, the motherly prophet. He is also expressed in the Quran to be sent as a mercy for all the cosmos, for all reality. This term Rahma, translated as mercy or compassion, is commonly known or identified as a feminine trait of the divine. Interestingly, this word Rahma is related to the word Rahim, which means womb. And so in Arabic, mercy and the womb are related. Mercy and motherhood are related. And what does the womb do? It encompasses the offspring and gives life. And what does God say in the Quran about his mercy? Quote, my mercy encompasses all things, unquote. And by this, I understand why the Sufis identify the Prophet Muhammad by using the concept of the Muhammadan light or the Muhammadan reality as the source of all things or all life. Because this is related to him being the mercy to all things and by it encompassing them all in its womb. But also, by him the Quran, also identified as the word of God, the Logos, is revealed. In the Islamic tradition, the Quran is believed by some to be an embodiment of the eternal word of God as inscribed by the pen. And so from the meme of Muhammad comes the noon of the Quran. Speaking of the womb, it is also very interesting that the offspring is encompassed by the waters of the amniotic fluid, connecting water to motherhood, both symbolized by the mim. I am reminded of Genesis 1 verse 2, which says, quote, And the earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, the abyss, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And so similar to how the Spirit hovers and breathes into Mary, the Spirit of God hovers over the face of the waters, identified with primordial chaos, universal substance, or prakriti in Hinduism, which is the feminine principle which contains within it 
the possibilities of all things. It treasures all things, encompasses all things in its depths, in its womb. And by being impregnated by divine light, symbolized by the fiat looks, let there be light. It brings forth all things, and by its separation into the high and lower waters, we get the duality of heaven and earth. So again, duality is principiated from the divine waters, from the divine mother, from Prakriti. It is from these primordial waters, this hidden treasure, this eternal womb, that all things are birthed and contained. In reality, we never leave this mother because we never can. These waters are identified in Hebrew as Mayim, which begins with a Mim. And it's so interesting that uh, the term Mayim and Mim are very close to one another. Do we also not see how physical waters are used in rituals as a symbol of purification and rebirth? We can easily think of the ritual of baptism in Christianity or that of ablution in Islam. One has to be washed by the revivifying waters to come out anew. But also we see in water properties of humbleness and ever-adaptability. As Bruce Lee says, put it in the cup and it becomes the cup. The aspirant has a lot to learn from this by learning to be one who goes with the flow, eternally formless, taking all forms like water, like our mother Prakriti. And so I'd love to sum up this episode on this note, that the Quran often tells us to worship God alone, and often followed by it, to be good and do good to our parents. This injunction appears also in the Ten Commandments of Moses. Our parents are a gateway to life and reality. The first union we experience in this earthly realm. But it should also be noted that when the Prophet Muhammad was asked, Who amongst people is most deserving of fine treatment? He mentioned the mother. And when asked, Who next? He says, The mother. And when asked a third time, Who next? He says, The mother. And the father came in in the fourth mention. And so the mother is mentioned three times, and the father one. I believe this to signify the great importance, not only of our physical mothers, but of the feminine principle of the divine as represented by the all-encompassing mercy, or the all-encompassing womb. And so the next time you talk to your mother, or think about her, treat her well, pray for her. Because she is not only that physical form, but the finest representation of divine mercy, the mother of all. And by giving her the finest treatment, you give God that treatment. Thank you very much, my friends. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your time. May God grant us the ultimate fulfillment of his divine knowledge. May he show us the light. May he grant us the best of ends. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.